Welcome to episode 18 of the Irish Fitness Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Fitter, a fantastic resource for any online coaches and athletes. It's basically a platform where online coaches can interact with their athletes. They can send them videos, they can send their program, and they can also take payments as well. So it's an umbrella platform for online coaches. Fantastic resource. We would highly recommend it. Um, if you are an online coach, check out fitter.training. Uh, Shane, we had Gurfon this yeah. week. Um, Fantastic uh, athlete and a really good coach, I think, as well. So on this episode, guys, um, if you haven't heard of Seek a Strength yet, we have to go check that out. Uh, they're uh, an online program, Shane, out there. They have a, a podcast also. Yeah, they kind of do a broad range of things now. Um, so two of the boys... Um, Garf and Dara run the podcast and they also run their own program and do seminars and that kind of stuff. We're actually having them down here. Um, when is it? A few months' time? It is the in 19th April. of April. Yeah, so April, we're going we're to get them, them down. down. We're going to have a Seek a Strength seminar. Yeah. So uh, the guys not only do online coaches and stuff like that, shout out to Dara and Owen. They, do, uh, they also do their programs online, but they have their podcast and they travel around and they do seminars. So uh, if you're interested in getting a seminar with Seek a Strength, uh, contact um, Seeker Strength probably IG was the best way he said didn't yeah, he yeah so he, or his own Instagram I think as well I think Garfling on Instagram yeah yeah Garfling on Instagram check yeah. it out lads some unreal lifts um, I think he has like a 290 back squat he's cleaning your close to 200 I believe maybe 190 or something like that and I think he snatched like 150 or 60 something bizarre like that anyway yeah that's kind of crazy unreal numbers and yeah. he was a really interesting dude as well wasn't yeah, he yeah he was Full he was a knowledge. great chat because you could kind of ask him anything and he'd have an answer and mm. he'd kind of give you a good answer too because I know when you get to have when you have a podcast I suppose you have to be able to talk about anything yes and he definitely has that kind of talent mm. and I thought it was great getting his opinion on what he thinks of CrossFit how weightlifting plays into CrossFit and all that type of stuff as well yeah 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 very really cool dude um, so up after a break we have Owen Murphy aka Gurfling aka the Irish Fridge <laughs> Welcome to episode 18 of the Irish Fitness Podcast. On today's show, we have uh, one of Ireland's top weightlifting coaches, um, Owen Murphy, a.k.a. Gurf, a.k.a. The Fridge. How are you doing, Owen? How are you, buddy? All good. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. Um, uh, really appreciate you coming on today. Um, we were trying to get you on there yesterday, but it was a little bit of a miscommunication, so... It's Sunday morning now at no uh, Sunday morning at half nine in the morning, so we really appreciate you getting up early and uh, coming on. I know most people like their Sundays to themselves, but um, we're going to try and have a nice chat now about all things weightlifting and uh, CrossFit and stuff like that. So really appreciate you coming on. No problem. Excellent, excellent. So, um, Gurf, you are the um, one of the coaches of uh, Seeker Strength, um, an online weightlifting program for anyone that doesn't know. You also have your, uh, your podcast. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your background into uh, how you got into weightlifting, how you got into training? I know that you, you had a long um, stint in martial arts as a kid as well. Um, I see your, your flexibility is still there from them days as well. Could you give us a little rundown on your whole athletic career so far and then maybe your introduction into uh, weightlifting? Uh, so I probably I started Taekwondo when I was five or six, five I think. Uh, it just someone started up in the local kind of community hall, and uh, I just had been watching a load of fucking Bruce Lee films like Into the Dragon and Face the Fury and all that crap. Brilliant. And uh, it just 
just struck something in me. So I did that until I was uh, 12. Uh, I finished the black belt when I was 12 years old. And then I got kind of, obviously all along I've been playing like uh, Gaelic football and stuff like that. Mm. And I just kind of, I, I dropped the martial arts for a little bit. And then I just didn't go back for a couple of years. And I was kind of playing Gaelic football and I was kind of for another three or four years. So I was about 16. And I just was, I did not, I just did not enjoy football at all. I just played it because there was nothing else to do. And it was just kind of, as like anyone from Ireland would listening would know that it's just, it's just a thing you do if you're kind of a young teenager in Ireland. Yes, yes. And then around, I have uh, three older brothers and my oldest brother was, he competed in Strongman. Okay. So I kind of, he, he was living in uh, the UK and he came back and he took me to the gym one day with him. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fucking, this is kind of interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, I suppose for another year and a half, I just did kind of general strength training, kind of like strict press, kind of kettlebells, kind of, it was kind of like, like pre, this is nearly, CrossFit was barely on the scene, so it was kind of, used to call it like metabolic conditioning, if you remember, people used to call mm-hmm. that kind of crap. Yep. And obviously my football got a lot better and I was like, Jesus, strength training, it does something like there's kind of tangible benefits to it. Mm. So then around the age, I think around the year after that, I kind of, I became aware of Olympic weightlifting as a sport. Mm. And I was like, there wasn't that many YouTube videos or there was much material on it, but it was, um, it was something that I was like, Jesus, that looks really fucking cool. Mm. So around, I was just going to college and I was coming to UL and UL happened to have probably the best club at the time. And uh, there was a good few members there. And after I was just, I knew they had a really good gym. I knew they had like good equipment for it. And I was like, it's as good as, like I was going to UL anyway. So I was kind of hoping I could make a segue into weightlifting. Mm. And then I met um, Carl Bard and Polly Lillis. All mm. people like I met those calls started coaching me. And then that was eight, eight and a half years ago now. That was, the, so did, um, that was the golden years in UL, wasn't it? When Pawdy and oh, uh, yeah. Carl Burders, that's legendary stuff in uh, kind of Irish weightlifting. Absolutely. Uh, Holly came in a few years later with her. Yeah, yeah. Shout out so to like Pawdy and Holly. Um, so I just kind of kept competing through weightlifting. Uh, I think after year well, two or three, I went to European Juniors in Estonia. Mm. And then two years later, I went to European Seniors in 2015. And so that year in 2015, I had, I kind of two, my, the same shoulder got injured twice, uh, fairly, not severely, but it was, I basically couldn't put it into the overhead for about uh, two months in two separate periods. So about four months of the year, I couldn't put in a barbell overhead. So I did European qualifiers, I did European seniors, I set national records, total field jerk, and then... Shortly after I kept training, because Nationals were coming up soon, then I injured my shoulders. Then, like a week before Nationals, I was able to lift a bar overhead and I won Nationals that year again. Wow. And then did Celtic Nations that year. And at this point, I was just kind of, I got basically, after that, if you listen, obviously, if you listen to the podcast, people know, like, I got basically legitimate overtraining syndrome. I was mm. just absolutely fucked. Like, I got really, really severe, kind of, um, like, I'd be waking up in the middle of the night and I'd be, like, clenching, like, be white-knuckling, like, because you're just wide awake randomly. Mm. I, um, one day I got, like, really sick for, like, four or five days. So I lost a load of weight. Um, I was, like, I, I could feel I was just fatigued all the time. I was totally, totally, I was so fatigued. Mm. And I, uh, I took a break. I was saying I'd, I'd go back and maybe I was finished college this time, so I just wanted to kind of get going in my career, uh, see what I was going to do. Uh, like, obviously, weightlifting 
there's not much funding, very little funding really at the moment. Mm. And I want to make a career just going to get started after college. And so I took a break for a while. In my head, I planned to go back. But then after that, I just kind of, I, at some point over the course of the years, I just I just didn't, it's not something I wanted to do again. Mm. Uh, like it just became a decision of resources. What competition would it require? What would it take, say, to get to like, to 2020, say Tokyo would have been, a, I would have been more of a better, it would have been a better age for me if I was going to do that. Like, mm. And ended up in resources. The chances of getting there, the risk, and pay off to using what like my time, money, holidays, and work, stuff yes, like that. Yes, yes. And it just didn't seem like something that I really. It didn't seem like it was going to be worth the effort in some ways, I suppose. So in, I knew Dara from so Dara's the other, the co-owner of Seek Strength with me, mm. and we started. Shout out to Dara. We kind of had an idea. So we uh, we we originally started as a supplement. So we were taught we we're going to use ZMA. Mm. It's like we were just, it was one supplement, and then we were going to do uh, ketones, and we'd actually made a fairly uh, far segue into ketones. We'd order some samples from the supplier and stuff, and we were looking at what would cost batches, and then we kind of we were kind of avoiding the coaching thing, although both of us would have had experience coaching. Mm. Dara would have done an undergrad in sports science, and he's doing masters in sports psychology, and we kind of at some point we just made the decision that we probably should do some kind of coaching, some kind of programming. And so really, we didn't want to be stuck with just weightlifting because it wasn't something... Like, weightlifting is, is nice to coach and it's a very, it's also a small market though and it's not something, like our scope of interest would be much greater than just weightlifting, like mm. any kind of strength training, any kind of performance, uh, any, kind of, any kind of athletes who need to get help really with kind of increasing their strengths or performance or just kind of that kind of stuff is something we'd massive interest in. So that kind of, after a while, we just started... Um, selling that obviously and then we stuff like um, if you've seen in, in the other page was the like the Road to Anywhere basketball program I think we're probably close to three or four hundred people who've done that program now over the last year brilliant brilliant and so like there's people you know adding like 35 kilos to their back squat in eight weeks and stuff you know and that was mm. something that wasn't actually something we was one of initial ideas it was just something we kind of did in a win one day and it, mm. obviously as you know back squats are it's kind of really heavily Infiltrated gym culture now as much as like bench mm. and people just love back squats. Yeah, it's not what I mean, it's not what did you bench anymore. It's what you what can you squat, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. It's it's crazy to change that because it really was what can you bench before, but now people mm. are like, oh, the back squat is a, is a thing as much as benching, you know. Yes. And then one day we just kind of, um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you know who he is. He's like some CEO yeah. kind of yeah. his business voice and stuff. But he's Motivational guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Gary podcast. Gary V. Yes. Gary yes. V. Yeah, he's, uh, he's very, very useful. A lot of great information. Mm. And he talked about everyone should have a podcast, YouTube or whatever. So yep. we were looking at, um, we kind of thought about doing a podcast and people had said to us we should do one. Mm. We were kind of like, no, no one's going to listen to us for, for, you know, like an hour, an hour and a half at the time. So, but one day, uh, Dara literally just bought the equipment and we started this. I think, that's, I think it was March last year. Mm. And I think we we're closing in on maybe nearly 100,000 listens over the course of maybe 40 episodes. So Ooh, it's, really, it's getting it's good. So. Um, I, I love it, man. I love, yeah, I love listening to your stuff. Um, it's, uh, I went back right to the very start there months ago. Um, I tried a, a month year program, but I had to do something else with the gym. We all decided to get on the same program, as I was saying to you, and it's an important part. But I think if I was... Uh, just a lifter on my own or a crossfitter 
um, I would definitely go down the route with you. Um, I loved the, the few weeks that I did do. Um, as I said to you, we kind of decided as a group in the gym that we all had to get on the same program, so we switched mm. on to that. But from what I did do, um, it was excellent. I love the way um, in your program that you strip it right back. Like I gave you some mm. numbers and I gave you some totals I wanted to hit by October. And you were able to bring me right back to the start and focus on the, the technique side of things. And I think CrossFitters are missing that. You know, we're missing mm. about, okay, if you want to get somewhere, you have to start at the bottom of the mountain if you want to get to the top of the mountain. You can't just get a helicopter mm. halfway up and then fucking climb the rest, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's literally yeah. about going right back to the start. Is, is that something that you see um, that people want to lift heavier or whatever in the program? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it is hard for people to see. Kind of like for like I said, I've lifted for eight and a half years, and I'm still. I would say my grasp of the list would be only barely becoming interpretational. Like it's only something that I'm really understanding. So when you say to people, say in we do in four week blocks, you're like in six months, you'll see big improvements. But six months when you're looking at us for an online program. You're kind of open for a, a give and take. So like with the back squat program, it's really fast progress. Eight weeks, you had 20, 30 kilos to your back squat. Mm. But unfortunately, weightlifting, it just does not work like that. No. So like I told us in terms of CrossFit, like we have a strength for CrossFit, strength for fitness athletes basically. You can't use more CrossFit because the, the yeah. training back is heavy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's basically for people who want to do a bit of weightlifting, benching or whatever, squatting, deadlifts, all kind of strength for a CrossFit. But mm. there is a lot of technique in that. But you see, I suppose, the problem is athletes doing CrossFit are kind of amateur athletes. They see a lot of the better CrossFit athletes snatching like 130, 135, like, and they, they do some rest of weights, but sometimes the technique is, um, I wouldn't say rough, but it's it's um, it's not as pretty as, say, weightlifters doing the same weight with you. Mm. So I think there might be kind of a, a cultural thing where it's a little bit, well, if I train hard enough, I will end up lifting the weights, you know, I'll get there eventually, but... Mm. Obviously, a lot of you know CrossFit is there is um, they they are talented athletes doing that, so they can kind of get away with that. There's a lot of reason they can do that, but for a lot of um, like a lot of the general science of CrossFit need need more of a a basic approach, mm. or like amateur weightlifters who do the program don't have any coaches, so they have basically either very little technique, mm. or worse again, they might have spent a year lifting by themselves, and then they've ingrained kind of poorer movement patterns, which is worse again. It's easier to have someone brand new because it's easier to teach them. So that's why, that's what a lot of the program is, the first few months basically are just trying to fix patterns, like everyone makes the same mistake, like are you sure you see it over the years, like how long have you opened them across the waterford? We are, I started coaching people in my parents garage in 2010, so we're, our 10th yeah. birthday is, uh, is actually in two months time. And it, like you said, it's it's That's mostly crazy. it's like most people make most the the more, nearly all the same mistakes. You know what I mean? They're they're very That's common. It. It's a natural thing to do to uh, you know bend the arms early or keep swing the bar or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So you, you'll see most of the same Absolutely. stuff. I'm sure you've seen the same over the years as well. Yeah, so like that's a little, everyone makes the same mistakes, like no mm. one's really, in at the beginning for the first years, no one's a, a snowflake, you know, and obviously it's, it's all low, it's all amateurs like we deal with in terms of the weight side of things, like so we have other maybe kind of higher level athletes in like kind of real athletes, if you listen to the podcast as we call them, yeah, so like, yeah, that's yeah. obviously not an insult to anyone, that's no, just, no, no, just no, a way of I, the I completely understand your take on that and I, I absolutely yeah. understand uh, your, your, uh, 
the way he um, differentiate between the two, you know, that's completely understand. And the way he explain it as well is fantastic. So I, when you say that, um, I get you. Like, so for weightlifters, it's, there is a lot of like a base to build up, you know, but obviously then with real athletes, there's kind of, it's just don't get hurt and then do a little bit of strength work and then just keep you strong for your field work or your gym work or mm. your MMA or whatever like that, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes. But for the, well, for the weightlifting thing, it's, uh, it's very much just people make the same mistakes. It's not, it's, it's a very affordable for weightlifting and obviously a lot of people can afford, um, you know, one-to-one coaching or online programming. A lot of those are in the hundreds. So it was just the way it seems just some, something we kind of wanted to guess would hit, hit a lot of people who either didn't want to pay for programming or could afford to pay for like one-to-one individual programming, but still make progress in the lifts. And obviously we still give like feedback to people with videos and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just something kind of, and people are very happy with it, people are doing well in it. So it's something um, we are very happy with in terms of weightlifting. And obviously like, we do like, um, we have a powerlifting program. We've just been anything, anything in the gym basically is what we, we want to help people with life. Yeah, you, you seem to have a massive broad range of um, expertise across, like I suppose physical training is physical training. And when you're in as deep as you are, then you can apply that yeah. to different uh, strength and conditioning disciplines like powerlifting and stuff. I was delighted to see, I, I saw you do the, um, yourself and Dara do the powerlifting competition there recently. Oh yeah. yeah. That, that was great. Yeah, that was, that was really just, just to have done a powerlifting condition. So, you know, when you're coaching powerlifting athletes, you can, mm. you have a better understanding of what they're doing because it's kind of, it's easy, as you know yourself, like competition is so different from training. Like yes. it is just doing, let's say doing a squat bench deadlift the same day in the gym. It's just not the same thing as doing it in a competition with everyone, you know? Mm. Like we learned some things like if you listen to us, you know, in weightlifting, everyone, you, the way, it just goes by weight on the bar, but in CrossFit, or sorry, in powerlifting, we had no idea, but it actually goes, everyone does a first attempt, second attempt, third attempt, and it makes, it's a totally different accident. It's like, um, it really, really changes the dynamic of how you set up your, your, your first attempt, second attempt, and even how you would practice training, you know, to get used to spending a long time doing heavy attempts, which is not something you would do in weightlifting. Like mm-hmm. in weightlifting, you might spend maximum two to three minutes doing heavy attempts if you go for singles. Yeah. So it's uh, it's just something that it was what we just needed to do it just to get a better understanding for people who do do powerlifting, so we can kind of either change the program a little bit towards what they're doing at, or we can give them advice when someone does do mm. a competition. You know? I thought it was a great idea. Um, the fact that again that you are programming for powerlifting athletes, then you need to know exactly not just about the actual uh, weights, but the the feel of the competition and stuff like that as well. So you could take that back to your lifters and say, look lads, this is what we did on the day, this is what I changed, this is how I'd warm up, this is how I'd cool down for the next lift and all that kind of stuff. So it was really cool to, uh, to see that kind of stuff. Um, when you were training or, uh, kind of uh, full-time, I know you're still training full-time, <clears throat> but at a competitive level, say an international level, what would a typical um, week look like for you, training week, in terms of sessions um, did you do the double sessions? How long would each session take? And what kind of could you give us like a kind of a bones um, program for a high level competitive uh, weightlifter? So, so when I when I would have been competing internationally, say back in 2015, mm. I would have still been that would have been less than four years of weightlifting. So, in reality, my program looked a lot like the the Seeking Strength Weightlifting program looks like a lot of complexes. Uh, like positional pulls and stuff like that. Um, moderate, like low frequency squatting, maybe two, three times a week. Whereas now, at the moment, I would train up to nine times a week. 
but it's literally at the moment I don't even backside anymore. So all I do at the moment is literally snatch, clean jerk, uh, front squat, and then I do just some uh, RDLs, basically stiff legged deadlifts. Because why, why wouldn't you back squat Sorry, why wouldn't you back squat anymore? On is that just because you feel like you've reached a level where you don't need to, like in terms of strength? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, like a two ninety back squat, a made thing for basically everyone bar super heavyweight is more than enough. Like it's, it's okay. massively in excess of what you need. Yeah, yeah. Like there yeah, is, yeah. I would benefit nothing by trying to increase my back squat. Obviously, it takes a lot of resources from your kind of you know mental capacity training, recovery, physical time you even spend training trying to improve that back squat for basically there'll be no benefit to me whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like maintaining my back squat. So I would do say, if I'm just trying to maintain it at the moment, I would do sets maybe 200 to 220, which Ooh. isn't really, isn't the very productive. So it's easier just to do front squats more often, you know, you know okay. front, I just basically front squat every day now. Well, every day? 100% of it. Every, every day, and, and, and is yeah. it like, um, uh, so your typical training session for, for you now, it starts off with probably some yeah. kind of either snatch or cleanage or garbo, does it? So basically, it would be just snatch. It's basically snatch, snatch day, and then clean jerk day. So two snatch focus days, then a clean jerk day. So obviously, the clean jerk is heavier, it's a bit more fatiguing, so do it less frequently. But then, so weekdays, it's either just one snatch and then a little bit of front squats. It's very low volume front squats. It might be literally five or six sets of singles up to just 100% of whatever I clean jerk recently. So 190 okay. or 185 or whatever. And then clean jerks would be singles. It's basically. It's all singles I was want to do at the moment. Um, okay. I've kind of at that point in my career where, like, it, I don't need much variation anymore. I need mm. to just do more lifts, yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as I can. Basically, you want to do as much as much snatch clean jerk as you can until you can recover, basically, and then pull it back a little bit. I heard you talking about that on the podcast. You said, like, you've got to a point, I suppose, with the technique because you've been lifting eight and a half years that. Um, doing all the variations and stuff is is not as optimal, we'll say, as uh, going for just the lift themselves. Um, you will become more proficient yeah, at absolutely. the lift themselves and stronger at them by just doing them. You don't need to be going through a lot of positioning work or whatever kind of stuff when you're when you're later on in it. Yeah, that's cool, man. And how many yeah, how many days a week do you train now? Is it five days or six days? Uh, uh, seven days a week, and then on Saturdays and Sundays, it's two sessions, so two kind of one-hour sessions. Uh, sometimes, if I'm feeling kind of fresh, I'll do three snatch sessions and maybe two to three clean jerk sessions on the weekends, but nice. like the last 40 minutes. Okay. So they come in, I'll do like, um, I'll work up to 90% clean jerk, and I'll do two waves, so I'll work back down and up again, and then literally I'll go home do whatever, come back two chairs later, and then if I feel like I need it, I'll do it again, two chairs later again. Brilliant, brilliant. And how many hours would you think that you're uh, covering over the week then, if you put a rough estimate on it? Uh, 12 to 15, would I'd say would probably be close to what I would be getting Ooh, of yeah. actual training. You're, you're still training quite high um, high volume then. And oh, yeah. um, in, in terms of recovery, Garf, what would you do uh, what's your kind of typical? Sleep. Do you focus sleep. on it? Just sleep. Hundred percent. Sleep is just sleep is absolutely. king. Sleep, just yeah. number one. Absolutely, man. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. How many hours would you would you optimally get a, a night? Uh if I can, I'm always seven and a half is probably the average I get. And then okay. if I can get if I get a nap of an hour extra day, I try take it. Usually I don't, but if I can, like yesterday, I like guess Fanula's away. I got a two hour nap in. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Fanula. 
it's uh, it's so important. Sleep is like yeah, number yeah. number one. I would take good sleep over poor nutrition yeah. any day. Like mm. sleep is just you, yeah, you're you're exactly. totally lost without it. Mm. And I think a lot of people obviously in this current kind of uh, climate, it's like it's not something people focus on enough. Like it's so it's like even for long term health. So like if you forget about training, mm. like your health into your 60s, 70s, 80s, like sleep is the number one. Anything you need, sleep is just can't stress that enough. Sleep is the first thing I look at. 100%. 100%. I agree. Um, I recently read um, Why We Sleep. Um, it's a new book out. Uh, it's, uh, well, I, I listened to it on audio. And your man goes into it. Matthew Walker. It could be, yeah, it could be. The studies yeah. on it and all that kind of stuff. And it was absolutely fascinating. Like you said, mm. I, I would nearly prefer to, to sleep well, do one day's training a week and then eat like a pig rather than do a load of training mm. and, and not sleep well, you know what I mean? The, the detail he went Absolutely. into with all the studies and how it affects, even if it's tied to like um, ADHD and kids and Alzheimer's and older people and there's a million different mm. things. We've actually now, um, uh, with our athletes on our program, we're, we're getting them to track their sleep. So uh, what oh, we do is okay. we, we post our workouts and uh, we also, now some of them do it, some of them don't, but we post our sleep yeah. from, sleep from the night before yeah, as well. I saw some of my sleep. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, oh, I like that. Yeah, so you know the way I have, um, yeah. I, I don't know if you've heard of the whoop strap, have you? Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's brilliant, man. I love it. I, I've been yeah. using it now for the last four months and every night is like um, a competition to sleep well. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, know, you know the uh, way you, ne- you, need, uh, like, you need nine hours of bed to get eight hours sleep, basically. So this tells yeah. me on the app, okay, Tom, if you want to set your alarm for seven o'clock, you need to get to bed by, yeah. you know, nine forty-seven or whatever it is, and it, it monitors like like your HRV and all that kind of stuff. But the main thing is the sleep thing, and uh, I'm trying to get all the yeah. athletes into it now as well, all the, the people we have uh, competing here and stuff. And some of them are doing yeah. it, or some are not. But I 100% agree, man. Sleep is the yeah. absolute king of everything. And um, you talked oh, about sure. your your ZMAs as well. Do you take them every day to help you sleep? Uh, so actually, luckily I've, I'm very good sleeper. I suppose when I train a lot, work a lot, I do a lot of things. I'm most days I'm wrecked by the time I get to bed. I do stop caffeine by 12 o'clock or half 12 most days. That's a good one. So, you, you always talk yeah, about that, it, yeah. That really made a difference actually because recently I would have had one at half four and it would have been recommendation before we stop at five or six hours before I go to bed. Mm. But I think now it's like something like 12 hours or 12 to 14 hours before I go to bed. Yeah. Um, which is basically most people would have to stop at nine or ten. So I I I have a cup at like nine and twelve o'clock, and it um it actually does it does make a difference how fast mm-hmm. I get to sleep a little bit. But in general, I do take uh, magnesium zinc if I have it. But I kind of less in regard that I usually have no trouble sleeping. That's a good one. And um, would you recommend any other kind of forms of recovery? Do you mess around with sauna or anything like that, or um, have you ever tried cryo uh, or uh, massages or whatnot? I, I've tried all of them. Um, I do like teeth, so maybe really hot bath sometimes if um, if I feel like I need it. Mm. Uh, massages would be if I have a specific issue, if I have something kind of if something's niggling me. Uh, I suppose they're all kind of the like cherry on the cake. They're all kind of nice to have, but mm. at the end of the day, they don't really. They're not going to make a break. You know, you're, if you don't have good nutrition, good sleep, and a good program, they'll mm. basically be useless, you know, they'll kind of, yes. they'll do nothing for you. They're the extra, well, like, um, kind of one one or two percents, really, aren't they? The other oh, ones absolutely. are, are like the big it. ones, like the training, say, 40% for your sleep, uh, uh, 20% for your uh, training, and 20% for your nutrition, yeah. or 30-30 even, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, you're looking, like, they, 
they are nice to have and if you have the time and resources to do those kind of things then I would definitely if you find the help then I would say all for it they won't have any kind of negative effects the only thing the sauna like if you as people know like sauna can leave you quite fatigued mm. so it kind of it's kind of a, like I wouldn't be doing it five six days a week but if you have an off day the day after and you do it the evening before then I would think that would be a good idea there's a lot of benefits to sauna like that mm. and like if you knew a list to Joe Rogan you never, yes, never shut up about the it the heat shock proteins from uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's very good, actually. Oh, she's, she's, very good. she's a legend. Uh, she's a legend. Shout out to Dr. Rhonda Patrick. <laughs> she's watching this. <laughs> you should take it around. Yeah, I might. You know something? I might reach out to her. That'd I wonder, is she on yeah. Instagram, Shane? Probably is, yeah. Take she might again. be on Instagram. We'll get a hold yeah, of her. Yeah, she is, yeah. That would be unreal, That would be the most man. educated that's person. That's a good idea. I'll give you... You hook us up, man. You, you have 32,000 followers. <laughs> <laughs> you messenger. You reach out. We only have 1,000 followers. You have 32K, so if you reach out to her, say, hey, my buddy, buddy Tom and Shane want to uh, talk to you. If you get on her list, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. A lot of that stuff, you know, she talks about like reduce number of heart attacks, people, uh, mm. multiple. If you go multiple times a week, you know, stuff like yes. that. Like, so it does have benefits, but yeah. it also, if you're an athlete, like say you're a crossfitter, you're obviously sweating an awful lot. Like if you're training, if you're like a competitive crossfitter, you're mm. potentially training maybe multiple times a day or a lot, lot during the week. So you kind of leach a lot of minerals and stuff like that. Mm. And if you're not kind of on point nutrition and kind of replenishing those things. It kind of could be uh, mal maladaptive in some ways. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane, do you want to ask about Yeah, so Garf, um, it's kind of hard to have you on here and not ask you about CrossFit. Obviously, everyone we usually have on this podcast, I know we're only a new podcast, but are kind of that CrossFit background, athlete, coach, affiliate owner, whatever you want to call it. What's your opinion on CrossFit? And a second part of that question is, you hear, the yeah. you hear people say a lot of the time, I'm not sure if I really agree with it, but that CrossFit revived yeah. weightlifting. Weightlifting was kind of dying sport over the last few years, say 20 years, oh, and CrossFit I'm, kind of brought I'm that a back. I'm huge fan of CrossFit. I yeah. CrossFit is like, hey. Oh, absolutely, like, like Tom knows, like, I was out in his gym in, yeah. I can't remember what year, it was, it was like, team, two, two, like it's yes, just, yes, like, yes. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, like, but like, it's, like, CrossFit is, is fantastic, like I really, like the, the amount of gyms, so when I started weightlifting, there was, I think Cross and Mallow was the like one of the two gyms in Munster with bumper plates. Like there was Cross and Mallow, and then there. Oh no, actually Tom would have been there as well at the time when I started. So Tom, absolutely Tom, Cross and Mallow, and UL weightlifting would have been basically three places with bumper plates and bars that you could do some kind of weightlifting on. Which was, and now like how many? There's literally probably in the hundreds of gyms. Yeah, for in, sure. In Munster alone with bumpers, yeah. and that is, it's almost directly because of the rise in CrossFit. You know yeah. that side of gym. Mm. Obviously for someone who does weightlifting, that's fantastic, like that kind of gym is, is, um, is huge, like it exposed, probably the biggest thing as well, CrossFit did, so obviously for weightlifting, it's, there, it really helped kind of, the kind of social media aspect, people, like CrossFit, are fantastic at social media, it's just, like the positive kind of, aspects of social media from CrossFit is, is, is phenomenal, like if you look at all the, the kind of, the elite CrossFitters, they're always, you know, sharing posts with each other, or commenting each other stuff, you know, and that kind of energy, kind of, it kind of helps the weightlifting because, like, a weightlifter will put up a video and it might be maybe 150 snatch or something. And a lot of people do CrossFit will, like, kind of comment at it and be like, this, that's amazing, you know. And people don't kind of put the kind of uh, significance on that because that kind of, that kind of cultural shift, you know, over the years really added up a lot. So a lot of people might have done a little bit of CrossFit and they're like, oh, I actually prefer weightlifting, you know. And the yeah. more people that do it, the more people that see it, you know. And it kind of had, like, um, Kind of a parabolic effect like it really it really really helped to rise with obviously then you've stuff like 
uh, women in kind of gym culture is huge now and people just women doing legitimate strength training you know not just posting videos of like eight different ways to train your glutes you know like yeah. legitimately strong women like there's there's a uh, like there's a woman in America she's squatting like 275 and she competes in the IPF like just crazy stuff you know like that so yeah. I'm, Ste all, I'm all, like, for uh, it, all for they're probably familiar with people like Steffi Cohen as well who kind of like oh she's even, unbelievable yeah kind of hurt your ego even looking at her Instagram what she can deadlift yeah. Yeah. I know yeah you know, so um, yeah. yeah, I think She's I think she was, she was in CrossFit. She and used it was to like, do CrossFit, yeah. I think, didn't she? I think I don't think it was like competitive, yeah. but yeah. it was like yeah, in a gym or whatever. Matty Rogers, another one I think was in CrossFit for a while. She's yeah. one of the best women yeah. weightlifters there is as well. Um, and 100%. then, Gorf, what do you think of like the CrossFit Games? Then, what do you think of that side of things rather than outside the outside the gym walls? Uh, do you know what I used to really like watching was there was a fellow who did behind the games. Um, I don't know, I can't think of his name. Sven? Sven, Sven yes, yeah, he does all Savon, the, uh, the uh, interviews Savon, and all that kind of stuff. Savon Matas, Matassian, I can yeah, never yeah, say his yeah. name. Savon, yeah, yeah good yeah. dude. He, he used to do um, behind the games, and he used to love watching those while it was like before mm. training. You know, when you're eating food before training, you're looking for something you watch. Yeah, they yeah. used to be fantastic. I really enjoyed watching those. Uh, the games, I don't really enjoy watching the weightlifting segments because <laughs> I, um, it's not like. It's not what I want to see with weightlifting, but yeah, yeah. I do appreciate that it's in CrossFit, you know. And like, it hurts, your, it hurts your eyes, I'd say, Gorb, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, some of them, I'd say. What's that? It hurts your eyes. Oh, it's, it's, not, it's not the best. Sometimes you get someone like, say, Matt Frazier, who did yeah, weightlifting, yeah. you know, and he cleaned uh, 180 something there recently. Yes, yeah, yeah, last yeah. year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's phenomenal. That's, that's really interesting to see, like, and he had obviously a lot more. I think he did a little bit more, but like, mm. um, other than that, though, I think, like, the gains are. I know Greg Lasford is, he's kind of trying to move away from the CrossFit kind of games aspect and go back to the health and kind of fitness kind of culture oh, yeah, it used to be, but yeah. obviously it's gone beyond them now, I think, like the competitive sports. Mm. Yeah, kind of, I think in, this was my opinion, he kind of has to acknowledge that that was part of the making of CrossFit, like the mm. competitive sport was what kind of really dragged it into legitimacy. It was, we, think, we, we talked about that recently with um, Neil Laverty, you know, from 8020. And uh, base, yeah. basically we were talking about like, um, first of all, it was kind of hardcore, it would start it off, start start it off, um, hardcore for everyone. Then the games kind of erupted um, around. You know, it started off slower, but it, it erupted in probably 2010 and went into this kind of a spiral up the way. And then um, yeah. it, within kind of last year, when they pulled all the social media, they swung the opposite way then, and we had the the old men lifting jugs of antifreeze in the sitting room, and you know all this kind of business. Yeah, Did yeah. you see them videos? Have you seen any of them? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh man. No, man. So about once every two weeks, they'll release a home workout, it's called. And they have like an 85-year-old yeah. dude with a jug of antifreeze doing uh, deadlifts with it or putting it over his head or whatever in a sitting room. So they have this sitting room set. They have a couch there. And yeah. that man might be just doing air squats and lifting yeah, up jugs yeah. of antifreeze. Doing Take a look on the, on the CrossFit uh, um, YouTube so you'll get a kick out of it. Three years ago, it used to be Matt Fraser and yeah. Noel's. Yeah, and it went Grace. from like the games over this <laughs> yeah. side to old women and old men in their, in their 90s doing antifreeze yeah. workouts. Yeah, yeah. So I think what, what me and Neil and Shane were saying is that they kind of had to uh, find some kind of a middle ground. Because if you look in the gyms, there's no Matt Frasers in the gyms and there's no... 90 year olds either there's kind of all the people in between say your 20 year olds to your 60 year olds we'll say that's the kind of majority of the people and um, so i think if they focus their yeah. effort on that that would be good they mm. used to do a lot of documentaries on normal people 
Yeah, they, used they had to, the they used social to do, uh, media. But oh, they I love the documentaries. Yeah, yeah. They, they're good, man. They're funny. Netflix ones. Yeah, Netflix ones. They're brilliant. They're very well produced. But they used to do a lot of um, media on just regular people. You know, regular people's yeah. stories. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I would. Yeah. I think I would like to see them go back yeah. to that. They've done. I, they've done. They still do a few of them. Um, they're more. They sacked their whole media department. Yeah, they in the did. Space. Yeah, like they got rid of a, a month or something. They got mm. rid of everybody, and even those people didn't know. And some of those people mm. were like Marston and Heber, the Buttery Bros. They're known mm. as now who make those documentaries on Netflix. Mm. Oh yeah, yes. was, yeah. yeah. So that's their, their that's their films. They made one about Froning, which is a really good one. Yeah, Froning one was excellent. The Redeemed and Dominant and all that. Mm. But then like I suppose without people like that making it, like they do the filmmaking, they're just kind of left their own devices. So yeah. they made a sitting room and yes, got like, room. they had like a guy running around the couch and then <laughs> trusters off Did the couch. Did they do a running one as yeah, well? Yeah. Walking around the couch, do trusters with a broomstick off the couch. Yeah, the broomstick is another one that they use for the old people. <laughs> so they were doing like overhead squats and I think they did no. snatches with a broomstick yeah. as well. And I think the stuff was still on the end of the broom, wasn't it? Yeah. But the good thing is now, even without CrossFit, the, uh, CrossFit the brand itself, even without them mm. and the company, uh, yeah. pe people like them went mm. off on their own and made their own thing. So we yes, have like yeah, a big yeah. surge in podcasts and so There's a like big content, uh, social you know. media insurgent now from independent people, yeah. I think, who are making their own oh, movies yeah. and their own documentaries. So I like it for that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it made it even cool. better as, as with the sanctions as well. And of course, you probably, you might have seen some of them, they're kind of, all over the place, and I, like, I want to actually ask your opinion on like what do you think vol like volume training and weightlifting. Like you on about you do a lot of volume, but you're very you've been training for a lot of yeah. years. Um, these sanctioned events now are about I don't know. There's one like every weekend now for the next few months. So yeah, like if some like most events will have like a max clean and jerk and a max snatch. So you might actually hit yeah. three events in a row, or like a lot of athletes will hit two in a row. Say they go back to back, they fight Australia, and then they go to like I don't know the UK or something to hit a sanction and they might max yeah. out their snatch twice. What do you think of that? And I suppose it's down to volume. Um, I suppose in terms of, for them, they kind of, they have to do what they have to do to get there, I suppose. Mm. Um, so I think like it is part of CrossFit, like weightlifting is a huge part of CrossFit. Yeah. There's a lot of people, like you, it's rare you see people, like obviously you see in the gym now, people don't go and do, they're like, Joe, I really want to prove is my, uh, my way to pull up or they don't want to be, I want to get a PB in my 100 meter rows. People mm. are like, I want to, you know, when they have free time in the gym, it's straight for a strength lift, you know, max snatch, max clean jerk. Mm. People want to do it like, you, like, so I think it, it really, it is something the sanctions just are playing to the crowd, I suppose, and people love seeing a max lift. Like that, that 182 clean that Max Frazier did, that would have been, like that was seen massively. Like that was all, when that happened, like that was all over the kind of the social media circuit of like kind of CrossFit and stuff, you know. Mm. And so those big lifts are, for sanctions events, I think are, they'd be dumb not to put something big lifts yeah. in because it, it is like, it's an easy share, you know, it's an easy, it's a big win for them. People like watching big lifts, it's easy to follow. Yeah. And also the athletes themselves like the opportunity to show off how good they are at doing the lifts yeah. or not, because the case may be, you know, so yeah. I think, um, it's rare, like, it, like God, to be fair, God are the days of absolutely horrendous lifts from CrossFit. Yeah, like, yeah. I know that was a lot of great people had for the weightlifts, but, like, among the elite CrossFitters, technique might not be the greatest, but it's it's really, it's not often we see very ugly technique. It's just not great technique, which, I'll thank for that, like, I'll take mediocre technique over, mediocre technique with decent weights, then, like, like, I remember, do you remember that video of the, um, the axle cleans, the kind of, you know, the strongman years ago, there was a lot of women across it. Tom probably remembers it. Yes, yeah, yeah, went, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, like, it's probably unfair to kind of still paint cross with that brush, I think, in that regard. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I, I like, like, the sanctions are, I, I think they're a good idea. It's like, um, mm. the more you get to see elite athletes compete, 
and the more you get to see them lift heavy weights or do whatever they're doing, like I think it's better for the sport. It seems like. I, I suppose so. it has. I I think as anyway, that has kind of a knock-on effect to weightlifting itself because they might see I don't know they might see Matt Fraser a sanction he might snatch 130 kilo and then they're like well I want to see more weightlifting yeah. and I want to try weightlifting now mm. because Matt Fraser moves so well oh, that's, you know and then that might make them yeah. show up at their college to join the weightlifting club or something like that I think it just it definitely has oh, a knock-on effect and gone are the days where they're at the ranch and they're snatching I don't know 60 kilo terribly yeah you know mm. running off with the snatch or whatever like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I think it definitely has a knock-on effect and it's good to get your opinion on that as well because you are like kind of Mr. Weightlifting here in our country for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. I think um I think yeah to 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 um to not focus on weightlifting these days would be detrimental if someone wants to be competitive in the the sport of CrossFit um for those people oh, you know say Jimmy comes into the, the gym Jimmy comes into the gym yeah. Um, say he comes in and he says, right, um, I, I don't have much of an athletic background or whatever, but he starts to do the classes. He's reasonably talented. He's 30 years of age, we'll say. Um, he starts saying, okay, there might be a competition I'd like to try next year. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give the average uh, CrossFitter on um, you know, kind of getting into their training and, and focusing on weightlifting and stuff like that. What, is there any key points that you could tell someone out there now that might aid them in their training? I suppose it would be like the things we just like the sleep aspect. A lot of people, mm. you know, a lot of people are like, say, Jimmy might have two kids or whatever at this stage. So mm. he might, let's say he gets home from work, he gets his hour, his hour and a half in, he comes home, he spends time with his kids, whatever. He, let's say he practices lunch, he's reasonably, He's reasonably diligent with his nutrition, so by the time he gets to bed, let's say it might be, and then he wants like an hour, sit down, and do something, you know, mm. like just watch, look at TikTok or watch fucking Netflix, Bros on YouTube, Netflix and chill. Like, literally, like that's it. Yeah, like, so, yeah, yeah. but it's a week night. He has to get up at half five the next morning, mm. and he's got to bed at say twelve o'clock. That would be like get the easy wins, like the, the big impact. Like if he starts going to bed an hour earlier, mm. that is the first place I would start. And if you're like they're just eat like low hanging fruit like is where mm. I would start with those kind of things. Like if he has, if he fixes his sleep a little bit, if he let's say he eats two breakfasts and like he's slightly overweight, let's say he eats it when he gets up and then he's got to work. Maybe he could just either do a little bit of cardio in the morning or eliminate some calories. You know, depending on what his goals are. You know. Mm. And then I would say when you get to the gym, the first place and for most people, it's probably well as you as you, as you know yourself. You see a lot of people. Mobility is just something that's basically, it can be either, you see some people who are just randomly kind of perfect. They have great mobility in all ranges. Mm. So then they're kind of at a head start recently. Bastards. You can't get into position. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> so it's, just, it's just look at the draw, like yeah. depending what they did or the genetics or what mm. sport they did when they're younger. So mobility is probably the first thing I think for most people, those kind of UAS who come into the gym. Yeah, yeah, the UAS, yeah. Could you give, us, like, give, us, give us just a little explanation of uh, the word OAS. Uh, what episode was that again? Uh, I was listening to it again on the way. Was, oh, that was only four or five episodes ago. It's, it's uh, onset of uh, what's it? Onset of athleticism and adulthood. Yes, so basically, yes. So guys, the, the, the lad, uh, the, the, the Sika podcast is absolutely Sika Strength podcast, absolutely fantastic. The lads did um, one specifically uh, called they call it OAS. So you coined the term OAS. So it's yeah, onset yeah. of adult athleticism. I got that right, didn't I? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's basically what we see on a daily basis of um, our kind of standard client that is in maybe approaching 30 or gone past 30 or whatever. And they come in, they haven't done that for a while. They may have uh, messed around with like 
GA Sports. Whoops. Where are you, girl? Hang on a second now. Can you still hear us, buddy? Yeah, yeah oh, hang on. on the window, you yeah. just flipped off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, it's, it's your average uh, CrossFit client. So um, <laughs> go on, go finish what you were saying there, girl, about that. About so you, basically, uh, you get all those kind of extrinsic things around the gym. So fix all those first. Yes. And then when you get to the gym. So like just, you know, a lot of times as well, I think there is a lot of programs out there. And I've seen you, you, were, you alluded to earlier, there's a lot of people who probably can just do the class for a year or two mm. and then be like, maybe I need to fix something. So like trust that you are coming to the gym and that your coach knows, has some idea why he's doing what he's doing. Like there's a reason some of this stuff is bored. Mm. And I think sometimes people, that is probably one of the problems with social media in terms of um, kind of UAS and competition and stuff like that is they see, like they, very likely if they did the, the class for a year, they could go to the competition and be totally fine. And like they have no idea what's like what their weaknesses are, what their strengths are, because they're mm. shit at everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. So just, I would say just do the class, just do, do the, the classes class. for a year or more. There's no points, there's literally no reason to start specializing, like hiring a coach, like, um, mm to do individual CrossFit programming or or even weightlifting to be honest, like any of that kind of stuff is it's um like if they if they if they want to do a cross condition a year's time from now when they start or whatever, I would mm. say maybe they could do one extra session. But all they need to do really is say, Tom, what what do I need to do? I've half an hour every Saturday morning or something before the class or after mm. the class. And you'll be like, you know, Jimmy, you're really shit at pull ups. <laughs> Fifteen minutes doing pull ups, you know? Yes, yes. And I yes. like just make it as simple as possible because likely the likelihood is UAS have so much else going on in their life. Mm. And while they love training, you just don't need that extra stress to your training in the gym. Mm. Like very often it's overcomplicated. There's so much to do. So like being cross the weightlifting, gymnastics, like cardio, swimming now, stuff like that. Like there's so much to cover mm. that it's very it's so easy to get lost. So I would say just do the classes, spend some time your mobility when you go home. If it's just like doing any kind of mobility is better than no mobility, and I think a lot of people like the idea of doing mobility and they'll spend like one, like two hours a week, and then nothing for the rest of the week. Whereas if they just split up into fifteen-minute sessions all week, they would be a lot better off. Yeah, little and often ages. is the way to do it. I think, isn't it? With mobility. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's something. Like just consistently. Sage your voice, man. So sleep better. Try and get your eight hours, so kind of nine hours of bed. Aim for that. Uh, up your mobility yeah. game, so add like an extra 20 minutes. Um, stay, yeah. stay in the, I love this one, stay in the classes and listen to your coach. Yeah. That's an important one as oh, well. Absolutely. And then maybe do your little bit extra, maybe ask the coach and say, hey, coach, what do you think I need to improve on? What could I spend an extra couple of half hour blocks a week doing? And uh, that, that yeah. would be, yeah, that sounds fucking like good advice. You know, yeah, that, very this is exactly advice. what we've been trying to say to people. Um, you know, over the last uh, while, we're, we're all on the same program now in my gym, so we're kind of trying to practice what we preach. Um, again, it's very easy to head up into the corner on your own and do your own thing, and it becomes kind of a negative thing, even though you might be specifically tailored towards you. You're losing out on a lot of the, the, the fun stuff about what we do, which is the, the kind of community element, you know what I mean? So I Absolutely. Think, I and think like, that's important. That kind of competitive aspect is, is like, you can't, like, if everything the same was, and you have similar people at similar levels. You like you you can't deny the the performance increase you get from trying to compete with those people you're doing it with. Like so, while you might get some more 
then your individual program you make it even more again just competing with the lads in the gym you know yeah you? yeah you, you have, you steel sharpens steel doesn't it especially in a, in a kind of a competitive uh, sport like crossfit when it's not like uh, say weightlifting you're going out to, to you're lifting against yourself basically but with something like yeah. crossfit when you're on the competition floor beside seven or eight other people you can look at them and actually push ahead and get energy off of them do you know what i'm saying i think that's the way Absolutely. it is with that um yeah that's good stuff girl. um i have to ask you another question buddy i've been wondering now since i think around about uh, december 17th i think i saw the last post uh, from this man um, he's a, he's a kind of an internet sensation, and I've heard various different oh, rumors. I heard he uh, he he moved to Brazil to do capoeira <laughs> uh, from one person. Then I heard from another person that he opened a tech shop over in Tokyo, and I heard <laughs> from another fella he's down in uh, Africa training people to how to do weightlifting. Could you tell us where Clarence Kennedy is and if he will ever come back to us on the internet? He'll, he'll be back soon. He has um, he had some TVs in the um, Snatch Team Jerk last year. Yeah. So I'm sure he's, I think he's going to put up one of those videos too. Like they are, they are bigger. These previous BBs, what I say, they're fucking huge. So he'll okay. be back at some point. But I think at the moment he's just um, he's just enjoying. He's taking if a he break. Isn't page, he? if you, he's Patreon, you know. He's uh, he puts up a lot of videos of weekly training. But I think uh, okay. He'll, he'll put up. I think he'll put up something soon enough. I'd say. He'll, okay, uh, we're all looking just, forward. Shout out to Clarence if you're listening, Clarence. Come back to us. We all miss you. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, he's coming back soon. So he's not—he's not in any—he's not in any of them countries doing any of that stuff there. No, no, no. no, no, no. Still, Shout out to Clarence. Hey, Owen, um, we had a fantastic chat with your buddy. I, I think we could have talked yep. for another hour. Shane is just about to start coaching one of his classes now. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. We might do it again towards the end of no the problem. year. I'd love that. Absolutely. Um, and before we wrap it up, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? Uh, just best of luck to the new lights, I'll be shouting yes, out, yes, out to yeah. today. Brilliant, brilliant. Anyone else? Um, you have to give no, da- you have to give Dara a shout out. You have to give Dara a shout out. Nah, nah, fuck. Nah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. If you're looking for secret strength. Hey, yes, yes. So, um, Instagram. Th- yeah, the next thing, wh- wh- where can people find you and how do they sign up to your program or get a voice or whatever it is? Uh, so, obviously, Seek Strength on Instagram, Seek Strength on YouTube, SeekStrength.com, the Seek Strength podcast. It's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere you use the podcast, it all, all gets sent out of those. And then, if you if you want to start a program, you can just go straight to the website and buy it. But if you have any issues, or if you are a gym owner or anything like that, if you want to run any, like we do seminars, but we also, so we do weightlifting seminars, but we do some kind of athletic performance seminars. We've one in Mayo coming up soon, where we're just helping some like GA athletes and some track and field athletes and just kind of doing some kind of how to basically basically a performance increase seminar, you know, to yeah, start yeah, thing geez, they can do I, in the gym and outside the gym. I didn't know you do seminars. I would definitely be interested in that. Um, I'll, I'll private message you after this and uh, we might try and organise something. That's brilliant, man. Really, Absolutely. really appreciate Perfect. that. Okay, on uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks very much, Shane. Would you like to say goodbye there? Yeah, Come on. thanks, Garth. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, We'd love to have you back at some point. I mean, mm. we could talk for probably three hours, do like a rolling Absolutely. podcast. Or yeah, something. yeah, we were we were kind no of problem. skirting through things there, but we got a load of stuff covered. So again, thank you very much, sir, and I'll talk to you soon. Well, thanks, Sam. Appreciate Brilliant. See you later, bro. Boom. That was excellent, wasn't yeah. it? Lovely one. Super, 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 yeah, work away to you. <laughs> super smart, dude. Um, 
we uh, we got a lot of stuff covered. I felt like we could have talked into in many yeah, different subjects a, there a for two a lot hour, longer. A two hour, one. two hour easy, <laughs> yeah. easy two hour. We're trying to keep them short, our lads. Yeah, so you guys, will, uh, you won't uh, get bored too much. Yeah. But uh, I'd love to have him on again. Yeah, and that's sure. interesting about the seminars as well. Yeah, that'd be class to have him and Dara down. Yeah, be brilliant. So I think we could do that. Uh, you know, maybe the end of the summer or something like yeah. that. We'll see. We'll put something together. All right, that's a wrap for episode 18, guys. We'll be back next week with uh, some more fantastic guests. Until then, take it easy.